till death to us recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And we are back at you after taking a week off. Um, and we are going to be addressing episodes two and three in this episode. And we so appreciate your patience. It was honestly a combo of factors. One being, we all know that we all wish the weddings would not be dragged out in the way that they are. Um, it goes forever and ever. So we thought like it kind of makes sense to do a big ass mondo ep where we just cover all the rest of the weddings and move forward. And then full transparency, I have had lingering COVID symptoms that have just been <sighs> heinous, not fun, not heinous. fun at all. Yeah, like j- when you think it's over, a new thing pops up. Um, so I'm, I, my heart goes out to anyone else in the same situation. I feel like every other human in life right now is dealing with a variation of this. Um, but a lot of those heinous symptoms are behind us. Just got a little bit of a lingering sore throat, but that's okay. It's been so much worse. And before we move forward, we need to do a shout out to Nina Lean. That's all. I mean, that's all you gave us. But Nina Lean, you were our 30th review. We absolutely love you and appreciate your listenership. And the detailed review you left us was just, it caused our hearts to swell with warmth. And we so appreciate you. So shout out to Nina Lean for our 30th shout review. Out. Thank you so much. Um, Till Death to Us Recap loves you as much as you love us. And we are so thankful. Okay, let's get going because we have so much to cover. It's almost a little overwhelming. Oh my goodness. We're just, so like we said, we're going to combine both eps, which is kind of an interesting thing when you realize that like they set you up a little bit. (laughs) It lasts like in the first wedding segments. Um, And then they completed the weddings this week. And you definitely, for some of them, you're like, wait, you kind of faked us out. But let's start. With the drama of it all? Oh my God. Let's start with Alyssa and Chris. Oh, Alyssa and Chris. It is pretty clear that Alyssa... This is going to be a fucking train wreck. Well, yes, that goes without saying. Alyssa seems to be the primary villain of the season. Yeah. She's kind of like the Mirla. Well, there's so many good Twitter... I was looking on Twitter. There's so many good, like, mashups of people that she is Mm. people are saying that she's got a a Mirla and Johnny combo Mm. um I saw some stuff about comparing her who was the couple uh I'm I'm gonna totally mess this up I should have had the name of it um it was a few seasons ago she hated her husband because he was like quiet and wouldn't Haley and Jacob I did see some Haley and Jacob stuff I've thought a little bit about Haley um I don't think that Haley was as mean as Alyssa is, but I yeah, could be no, wrong. Not at all. Um, not at all. Haley was more like she, Haley and Jacob were an interesting one because even though you had sneaking suspicions, she kept you in the dark for a while, making you feel like she was at least really trying. Okay, let's just start from the top. So Alyssa shows up to the wedding dress shopping 
having already purchased 10 dresses, quote, just in case. Oh, boy. I mean, that's kind of all we need to know. At the, I feel like that explains. It's a lot of context information to digest. It explains so much about her. Like, I don't, I was just going to make like a really strong statement. Like, I don't think I've not liked one of the women passionately as much as I have her at this stage. And I think I might stand by that, actually, the more I'm thinking about it. Because um, even Mirla, she rubbed us super wrong in the beginning. I mean, we didn't like her in the beginning. But no. then she grew on us really fast. And I can tell you 100%, Alyssa will not be growing on me in any way, shape, or form. Well, Mirla, it was more about, I think with Mirla, it was more about the match and her not matching Gil in terms of like lifestyle stuff. This, I don't know if there's a match out there for Alyssa. Oh, no. That she no, would no, be no. pleased she with. She is so nitpicky as a human. I mean, I just, even when she's in the wedding dress shop, I was like, very nitpicky. This is not going to be good. Um, she compared marriage to a company bringing in a business partner. I was like, that is the least romantic thing you could say. <laughs> um, looking, Dr. For, looking for a CFO in my life. <laughs> Dr. Viviana in her, one of her, like the experts explanations, by the way, for why these two were matched are like, it's like the weakest shit I've ever heard. She, Dr. Viviana really thinks that Alyssa is going to learn Frisbee golf. Like there is not a world, Dr. Bibby. Like wh who did you meet? Who did you meet? I don't know who you met. It's really disc golf. Frisbee golf has a juvenile air to it. And don't get me wrong. Okay. We are going, I, I have a hot disc golf take to bring up <laughs> later, but let's not infantilize infantilize let's not infantilize uh chris here okay. it's disc golf okay well I, something uh, I, the only thing i noticed with him and his time i mean let's all just be honest about the fact that you when you learn about both of them on their own i mean anyone could look at be like oh there's no way she because she's got like basic bitch energy and she thinks she's like the hottest thing since anything. And all she talks about over and over again is how important physical attraction is. Then you, it's almost like it's just a fucked up juxtaposition. And then all of a sudden it like will cut to him like disc golfing in the wilderness. Seriously, like with, and you're like, oh no, I'm sorry. No, there's no world like where she's going to be okay with this. And I don't think there is anything wrong with Chris. I think he is precious. I think he, he definitely seems like someone who might get a little bit annoying um, in like nerd know-it-all town, but not a malicious bone. And like clearly a level of, I mean, it, he, he describes himself over and over again as a serial monogamous since he was a teenager. So like there's a level of, uh, like he's clearly like a good boyfriend. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can see him being very agreeable. He makes a comment when he's tr like, when we're in suit trying on time where he basically says, if she doesn't like me, he's going in ready to change, ready to improve, which honestly broke my heart because yeah. I was like, 
oh, oh, well, just you wait, bro. Because, like, I see a lot of critique in your future. I see a lot of teardowns in your future. And it makes me a little nervous that he's, like, so ready to go shapeshift for someone else. I I made that note as well. Um, yeah, he's just, he wants, he wants a wife. Yeah, and, and he's and, one of those people and, that's like, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, and I and I think that obviously one of the biggest things that we saw last season was the lack of compromise between individuals and the lack of people willing to change. And mm-hmm. so that resulted in zero out of the five couples staying together. Yeah. So compromise and change is a vital part of this experiment. Yeah. However, there is does raise a little bit of red flags if you're coming into it saying I can easily change for her and can be whatever she she wants me to be. Yeah. It's like, okay, well. Well, for sure. Here's the thing. I mean, I just realized this as we were talking. If you get two people who are equally like open hearted and ready to work on themselves in order to make a relationship work. If you have two people in that place, it's very like you've got a potential success. But if you have one person in that place and then one person staunchly not, then that is sort of a recipe for like, like relentless critique and like one person feeling the pressure to basically be molded in the image of the other. And the other person like stepping into that power position and taking advantage of it. You know what I mean? And that's what makes me super nervous about them. I will say, I feel like this week, wedding week for them, I got to see a little bit of like a tougher side of him that sort of surprised me. And I still can't tell if it's all a front, you know, because he just still seems like the kind of guy that deep down is like super mushy. But like he called himself a mass hole. Says he has been referred to that. That's really, it's not a great sign. Yeah. It's not a great sign. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll get to the wedding stuff in a little bit. But my thing with her, go, sorry. No, you go. My thing with her, because we're just talking about uh, like the dress and the tuck shopping and kind of like leading into this thing. Him saying, I will do whatever it takes to, I'll be whatever she wants me to be. I just want to be married. Juxtaposed with anytime she talks about her reasons for going on the show, she says, she uses the word try a lot. Mm. And it really bothers me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I wanted to try Married at First Sight. You know, I thought, why not try it? And that just She's an influencer th- wannabe. That just does not, that's not, even if that, this is your early stage to like really uh, adult, like make America fall in love with you in a way. Like mm-hmm. these are the easiest presented things that you've been thinking about for a long time. Yeah, this is supposed to be this your is, best foot forward right now. Exactly. Like you showing like, your best your best self aka as we talk about so often in past seasons like a lot of times that doesn't end up even being real but it's like really we're at the top of the season and this is the best you have for us yeah i'm gonna try i've noticed yeah i just really don't like how much the word try is put in there when she's answering questions about 
Yeah, because it feels like her she has level one of commitment. Today. Exactly, and that's what I said last two weeks ago. Yeah. It feels like she's kind of 50-50 into this. Yeah, she says something. I think I'm going into this with very realistic expectations. I think you can grow attraction, but there does need to be an initial attraction. And I wrote, "LOL, someone as picky as you cannot possibly think that your standards would be realistically met in an experiment like this." I mean. Because what you expect is like a needle and a haystack. You know what I mean? Like, I think it is so funny. There's people that come to this situation like MTS or Lindsay or um, even this guy, Chris, where like you can tell that their energy, it's like a gill, right? Where like, they're like, I'm here because I am, my heart is so open and ready for this level of commitment. And I'm, I'm having trouble finding someone on that same level as me. And I'm ready to jump in with someone who's already there. That is, that is a person that makes sense to come on this show. If you are the kind of person like a Johnny, who the reason you're coming on this show is because you're so psychotically picky that no one fits your standard. I'm just like, okay, have you ever watched the show before? You really think that this, this situation is going to be the thing that brings you the person? Like, that's hilarious to me. Well, essentially, she got dumped by her ex, like, upon immediately after picking out engagement rings. And so essentially what she did was like, oh, I want someone as hot as my ex but let's just skip the engagement part and let's just get married. So no one has a chance to leave me before we get married. And I hope he's muscly and hot and X, Y, and Z. Okay. We need to talk about something before we move into the wedding day. So the producers left us hanging on a preview after episode two with the shadiest preview I have seen, like straight up bordering mean spirited, but also kind of, funny and just also just sad like it broke my heart for him so they give us a preview for the next week and it's of her saying what she said this week if he has snaggle teeth then that's just a no for me and they literally do a close-up on his smile waiting for her at the altar messed up while she's saying that messed up i'm like guys that is just fucked up like you don't need to point us that way. Like, let her be the bitch, <laughs> you know? So that made me feel sad. Um, but okay, now we're at wedding day this week. Her toast with her friends is, I hope he's hot. She says physical attraction upwards of 30 times in this. Dude. And it's definitely a producer thing. But, but it's they can't also put it together if you didn't say it. Multiple times. You know? Yeah. And this killed me. Like, we get a Pastor Cal moment where he says... He can give her the security she needs, and Alyssa's fun-loving demeanor can help even out his goal-orientedness. I'm like, wait, where is the fun-loving demeanor <laughs> that you speak of, Pastor Callahan? Where is it? I don't know. Um, and, like, she is so not the person that wants security over anything else. Clearly what matters most is whatness. All she cares about. She brings it up so many times. I have to say there was a moment that I was literally dying. So she's reading the letter he wrote her. Which 
to my knowledge, was the only letter and gift that we saw yeah, on camera this get, year. Yeah. She's crying because it is so beautiful. It is so heartfelt. And I was dying laughing, imagining her as she's crying, reading this letter. Like she has really conjured up in her imagination that the man that wrote this is like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I don't know. It was so funny watching her like pretend that she's a person that like really cares about this stuff. And I'm like, the only reason that you are emotional right now about these words is because you really think in another room down the hall, there is a chiseled model man who wrote this thoughtful thing to you. And guess what? He didn't. Well, and can it's we a just... crooked tooth Frisbee golfer okay. who you are never going to allow into your heart or your bedroom. Apparently I do. This just needs to be said in fairness. Chris is not not a good looking guy. No, he's not a, an ugly man. No, he's not. He's, he's charming. Cute. He's cute. I, so I just that needs to be said yes. because I don't. It's just he's clearly not an Abercrombie and Fitch model, and he's not trying to pretend he is. We're going based off of he's a what Alyssa too. wanted versus who yes, Chris is. Okay. Exactly. I just want to get that out there. Okay. Well, and she just makes herself look like such a bitch. If I turn the corner and he has snaggle teeth, I would have to say, this was fun. This was fun while it lasted. I'm like, oh my God. And I wrote, he's not a hideous person at all, but he does not stand a chance with her and it's messed up. Um, The meeting was awkward at the altar. And I just felt because I know how critically minded she is of people's physical appearances, I just felt so much stress while they're at the altar together and he's looking into her eyes and smiling ear to ear. And I'm just thinking this bitch is standing there like assessing the shit out of him. Well, she can't even look at him. She can barely when, look when, at him. When they, when they do the you family and friends. With like a crazy inner monologue, like, oh my God, no, 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 no. What is happening? How can I be here? Yeah, you when know? they do the, uh, you know, Alyssa's friends and family would like you to know, one of the things it like that she says listening. Well, yeah, it, should, it says they said her face. You won't need to know what she's thinking. Her face will say it all, and yeah. she's like darting eyes all over the place. Like she's not giggling at all about the letter. She's literally trying. I firmly believe that this whole wedding, she's just trying to keep it together and not burst into tears. Because he is not who she thought she was going to be with. And she's not even listening. She's not trying to take him in at all. She doesn't there's even zero openness. know him yet. No. She doesn't know him yet. No. It is so, I thought his she vows were great. She not blinking too, which also convinced me that she was really trying not to cry. Mm. I thought his vows were great. I feel like it shows me that he's an adult. He's a protector, a provider. However, mm-hmm. so, you know, wedding goes on, whatever. It's fine. I was surprised that she let him kiss her. Oh, me too. Shocked. Shocked. I thought she was going to pull a Mirla. Yeah. Um, so they meet after. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And there, I, I, I don't even remember Wait, exactly what the I first the question quote. was. I have the quote. Okay, go. Read the quote. So we're sitting. We're sipping our champagne. It's a little awkward. She's not trying very hard. So he's trying to frantically fill the space. Mm -hmm. Here we go. 
Another thing that I know is going to come up at some point is frisbee golf. So, um, yeah, that's a big hobby of mine. Do not. <laughs> he said frisbee golf, by the way. Okay. I wrote the All thing. right. Then he's infantilizing himself. Yeah. Do not, under any <laughs> circumstances. One thing that I know is going to come up. Lead with disc golf. Frisbee golf, and whatever you want to call it. And then proceed to tell us that you're the fucking president of Don't. Just Nerdle. don't do it. Just don't do it. It's just, <laughs> I mean. That is for like, that's for the honeymoon. I Maybe even later. No, I, I, that is a thing where <laughs> when you come visit my apartment post-honeymoon and you might be like, what are these plastic discs? Oh, yeah, I play disc golf. I'm, I'm pretty into it. You know, it's a fun hobby. Don't lead with it. You just can't. You're you digging yourself I mean, you in a big that, hole. It's like it's one of the most important facts about you. Well, well I got to get ahead of this because it's definitely going to come up soon. Uh, I'm an avid frisbee golfer and the president of Merck. And then the fact that he said the whole president thing now. The New England Flying Disc like, Association. You went from yeah. her being like vaguely intrigued and perplexed to like, if she ever, which she never did, she never had a boner, but if she had one, it just fully wilted and shriveled in, into oblivion. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, all right? Disc golf on its head sounds, even if you know nothing about it, sound, or frisbee, let's say we'll go frisbee golf, Whatever. sounds so dorky. <laughs> golf, by many people, is considered dorky. Adding a Frisbee to it, which a lot of people think of like park activities or ultimate Frisbee, very dorky. Yeah. Put those two together, massive, just very difficult to convince someone Dork it's nation. cool. Then you go from there and take it a step further and say, yes, I am the president, which, okay, that sounds, oh, you're president of something? What are you the president of? Oh, I'm <laughs> the president of the New England Flying Disc Association. Okay, now the cool. Murfa. We did the cool points last year with something. This would be like automatic, just deduction, deduction, deduction. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you I love, love disc golf. Things. I love yeah. all of these things. I would gladly spend an afternoon disc golfing with Michael. However, if you are Chris, Chris, that's a different couple. Yeah. Sorry, I will happily spend a day disc golfing with Chris. However, if I'm trying to make a good impression. I mean, here's the thing. There's like 4,000 things that you could enter with that would show you off and highlight you. Okay, what is your job? Oh, I do this. Okay, well, explain it. What do you think about family? Oh, well, you know, I'm a middle child or I had it's hard. I have a hard family and like this is how I've persevered through it. It's very easy off the bat to just, I know it's incredibly awkward, but it's very easy off the bat to just Lead, I mean, look at it like a job interview. Lead with some of your, your best, best facts. Well, this is the thing. Chris thinks this is one of his best facts. And this also speaks to how much energy and brain space this uh, topic slash activity clearly takes up in his life. Very I would be alarmed. I would be alarmed. And I'm not even like anti on its face, you know? Um yeah, it was so bad. And then she quickly says that she thinks he looks like a real estate agent in like a really repulsed way, which I'm like, okay. Um, she won't even put her head 
on his shoulder, the side of her head on his shoulder for pictures. It's so bad. It's so bad. And then you get an interview with him and he's like, I have no red flags at all. He is like, like, I'm like, are you paying attention? No, he's clearly not. Um, yeah, I just, my, my overall takeaway with her is I believe she is an influencer wannabe who decided, screw it, let me try it. Exactly like that. If he's, if he's super beyond hot, great. If he's not, I'm on TV and I don't have to stay with him. She doesn't, refuses to do, so she gave us the kiss at the altar, miraculously. Does not indulge in the glass ringing kisses at the at the mm-hmm. at the reception yeah wants no part of it yeah talks about how like she has a just a bad feeling or whatever and talking about how she oh i always go with my gut okay Alyssa, how has that worked out for you so far you're on married <laughs> at first sight yeah like come on <laughs> then we have um Alyssa's mom sits with chris and Okay, how do we feel about the fact that Chris, in multiple interactions, so with mom and with the friends, needed to be like, has she said anything about me? What has she said about me? Has she said anything about me? Do you think she likes me? What do you think? I didn't love it. It seemed a little needy mom also at the felt same very t- put on the spot and clearly lied through her teeth oh yeah mom mom <laughs> was just that took a while for her to find her answer she was like oh this said i like him and that was after much mouth open smile like she was really trying to find what she was gonna say uh <laughs> it comes off a little bit desperate also if you are telling us through one side of your mouth that there's no red flags yet you need to like get in everyone's face about if she likes you then maybe you're like not feeling something yeah you're not tapped in yeah you're not tapped in like clearly your unconscious kind of knows An- but yeah. you don't know that you know <laughs> another question that he would seem seemingly He's asked very proud of this question you liked and it well well i said he was very proud of this question i think oh. it's actually a great question but I'm just, when I hear him repeat it a few times, I'm like, okay, so you wrote this in your phone notes a few days ago and you like think it makes you look really good and you keep repeating it and now it feels less authentic. Yeah, so the, que- <laughs> the question was, what can I do if she is having a bad day? Yeah. And to a person, everyone says, essentially, Run don't, away. don't talk to her, don't look at her. <laughs> and... Let her rant to rave and rave and then stay away from her. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's very helpful. No. I And I don't think that really that's very genuine because at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know if I've met anyone who like that's the best way to handle them if they're having a bad day. Well, I just like, think What that do you think about all clearly, this? Clearly, it's a context clue that she's a freaking nightmare when she's in a mood. Like, that's all it told me. Because, yeah, of course, like, that's not, like, in any way assuaging her or, like, making her feel better. But it clearly says that everyone close to her in her life feels like she's a freaking terror when she's in a bad mood. And you better run the other direction or she's going to make your life suck. So that's what I took from that. Um, And he's just so, like, 
that's okay. I can adjust really well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally fine. Not freaked out by that at all. Oh, no. It takes a lot to hurt me. Oh, I got tough skin, which I was like, okay, well, at least you have that. And yeah. I'm glad. But it also is alarming how, like, unconcerned you are. Then we have her speak to his friends. And this is the turning point in yes. the... This is when everything officially crumbles. Yes. And let's be clear. She was looking for any reason to justify her repulsion by him. Well, let's get into what, what they talk about. So she's talking to some of his guy friends. They, I mean, look, it is a litany of negative shit about him. And it's bad. And it, it would concern, I think, anyone with a brain. We've got, don't be afraid to stick to your guns. He likes to monologue. He's very condescending, but like, give him a break because he thinks he's teaching. If he won't stop talking about something you don't care about, just change the subject. If he sounds condescending, he's really not. I put, eek. He sounds like a, a well-intentioned mansplainer. Yes. Um, Which really is just a complete know-it-all. Exactly. So some tendencies that like might not be the funnest to deal with. Well, and she's standing there going, wait, he's not cute and he's annoying as fuck? Yeah, well, (laughs) I thought it was telling and only goes to confirm what I thought what we, what she says and what she's all about in the attraction is the first thing the friends ask her is what was your first impression when you, the doors open, you're walking down the aisle. What was the first impression? Obviously, the answer that everyone wants to hear is some form of I was excitement, att- excitement attraction. attraction. She says, he's nice. He's really nice. You had not met him yet. He could have started screaming he's at you. Nice. You had no idea if he was nice whatsoever. <laughs> and it was just like, my first That's impression weak. was nice. And I'm like, literally that that is that's like saying they have a really good personality yeah i mean that's like a sixth grade answer to like oh are you attracted to that person they're nice it's like no you hear that you hear the nice word and you you go running yeah it's not (laughs) what anyone wants to hear so anyway i had to get that out of the way he's talking to her friends this part made me laugh uh So they make it clear. I mean, I think they were actually surprisingly kind, like compared to her. (laughs) Um, They're like, look, like you're not her normal type, but that's a good thing. Like they're trying to be encouraging about it. Yeah. And I just die. He's like, you know, well, just so you know, you know, you see some of my friends here. I, I have the same edge as they do, you know, uh, I can, and then there's a bleep. Like, what was he saying about himself? I don't know. I blacked out in a way because <laughs> it sounded I like was someone like, who says, "I do weed." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Chris. Oh my gosh! No do you think it's fun you. doing alcohol? <laughs> I'm like, bro. I'm looking around. And I'm not seeing. I don't know where the edge is in your friends. Edges, any corners, <laughs> any A frames. I'm just seeing a lot of A frames. I'm just thinking of sharp edges. 
corners. Yeah, there's no, there's none. So that was just made me LOL. And then they basically are like, she might want to sleep alone. She's very standoffish. She's a big bitch. Just go slow. I'm like, okay, so many warnings. My thing is, okay, yeah. So she essentially takes this information and is said, okay, now I have from his friends. Now I have my excuse. Yes. And I don't even know what this is really about, really about primarily is attraction. Yeah. Because if she if he was attractive in her eyes, she wouldn't have as big of red flags about this. Um, She uses this now to be like, okay, I'm essentially out. I'm done. And she bows out completely. Yeah. All of a sudden we find out that like, She's been in the lobby in a separate room with producers, like having the meltdown that I know she's been wanting to have since she set her eyes on him and was blinking like a butterfly at yeah. the altar. Um, she's just in another room, hasn't communicated with him at all. He's been sitting in the hallway awkwardly for a really long time and like randomly saying things, trying to get her to come out. You're like, how long? I mean, has it been hours? Because he seems deeply confused. And then she comes out finally. And she say, she tells him there's some things that have been said that, like, don't sit well with me. Like, so she's implying what his friends told her. She doesn't tell him. So she just says that have really rubbed her wrong. And he's like, how could I have possibly already fucked up today? Like, exactly. How? And he's so confused. She will not say. And just says that she needs to go sleep in her own room separate from him. And she thinks she's just overwhelmed and tired. And we will readdress tomorrow. It. She, the way that she says this, like things have rubbed, you know, I have just, I, I have seen some things I really do not like. It almost makes it seem like at the wedding, a groomsman hit on her. A drunk family member barfed on her. Yeah. He has no job. Like, it just seems like all of this stuff, like, went horribly wrong. Yeah. And, yes, there are a little bit of concerns about, like, him over-talking yeah, I mean, and controlling. Again, the stuff friend said was not. It did not paint the best picture. No. I think, I I think that they did a really good job of being honest. They but were too honest. but I think too honest for okay. for the for the context of yes. the situation. Yes, not doing him any favors no. whatsoever. No. So, yeah, essentially she's like, "I'm done." Not "I'm done," but we need space. Doesn't explain yeah, any of so this. Yeah. So now to we him. finally have because they left us hanging last week with you know her with like a preview of their wedding and her being like, "There are some things that have been said." that I, that do not sit well with me. And you're like, what? What does Chris end up saying? And then you find out like, oh, Chris didn't say anything other than I'm the president of NERFA, which that was his first strike. But <laughs> but Nifa. it wasn't that. It was his freaking friends. His Nifa. idiot friends. Not NERFA. Mm, I like NERFA. It is kind of funny, like Nerf toys. It's very juvenile as well. Yeah. So let's move on to Katina and Elijah Wan. They split this wedding like right in half between two weeks. And they definitely did that, I feel like, to, I mean, they set us up in the first portion of their wedding because in my opinion, 
it was alarming. Like there were alarm bells going off and we will talk about why. But then we get to this week's episode and she's completely tickled by him. And you're like, oh, no, we see the alarm bells, but she doesn't yet. And she's probably not gonna for a few weeks. So, I mean, it's just so funny. His friend's wife, bless that woman. She is just terrified for whoever his future wife is. She's constantly expressing how nervous she is about Elijah Wan's expectations of his wife. Um, He burst into tears pre-wedding and literally one of his emotional uh, sentences is, what happens if I mess with one of her friends? <laughs> the amount of Isaac talk pre-wedding was alarming to me. Like they were going, oh, Isaac's done. Isaac's retired. I'm like, can we please stop talking about Isaac? Yeah. Isaac, who, you know, had his come to Jesus moment two years ago where he instantly became a better man, a.k.a. the start of the pandemic. When you were no longer allowed to go out into the clubs and go home with a different woman every night. Like, I love, I saw a tweet about that and I just love it because I love how he acts like he had this, like, this spontaneous inspiration to be a better human. And we're all like, bro, none of us are buying it. You couldn't go to the club anymore. Now, (laughs) exactly. Now, Olajuwon is on 12 this whole yes. time. Elijah, this is a perfect example of someone who wants the chain, wants to convince, in convincing everyone about the type of person he is, is also trying to convince himself that he yeah. is that person. Yeah. He is doing everything. He's, do, he's doing the most, <laughs> this entire thing. Yeah. I thought it was so telling and so hilarious. So he's, she walks down the aisle. She, he is just flabbergastedly in love with how hot she is. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. And this good, was the most. Good. I mean, I knew that was going to happen for them. This is the most you telling. Said you were like, these two are going to be in lust for a while. Oh yeah, definitely. That The lust is going to go a while. They're going to probably be the first couple to consummate. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is so, it was so telling to me. He goes up to the, she, you know, hi, nice to meet you. And he goes, he goes, you're so beautiful. And she goes, thank you. And then of course he could not help himself. His ego goes, I hope you like what you see. Essentially asking her for a compliment. I hope you like what you see. Yeah. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, give me a, it was was so so gross. He's so vain and needy. It's like, Horrible. The one thing that I love about him that I, you find out with his letter is that his family calls him Tootie. Tootie! Which we call one of our dogs Tootie. And I just think it's really cute. Um, my one positive, and I'm going to get my one positive out of the way, because after this, <laughs> I don't think there's anything more positive I'm going to say about okay. Tootie. Um, <laughs> he didn't read his vows. Which was impressive Mm. and sweet. But he called it trying to go off of his heart. I was like, LOL, he's such a smooth talker. Of course he memorized this shit. (laughs) Like he clearly memorized it, which which there's no shame in that. But don't act like you're speaking from the heart off the cuff, bro. Um, The kitchen comment 
like there was something in his family's letter like I hope you know how to cook or something like that and then her face and then you can tell that he has that moment of like realization but what I think is the funniest is he's acted like that was a deal breaker right all the way up until now and he just frantically goes we'll learn together we'll learn together I was like, oh, okay. Literally a day before, he's like, if she doesn't cook, that's not the definition of wife. And now he's got this beautiful woman in front of him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, actually, it's okay. We'll we'll figure it. We got it. I figure it's not the big deal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then we, I mean, I just was dying. So like after they go to have their champagne and have their moments to like finally be by themselves-ish. The amount of rambling edits. That that Elajuan got. I mean, they were getting it. It was hilariously produced and edited and put together. They were getting all these different, just like open boxes. They would keep all the boxes talking. <laughs> yeah. It looked like the Brady Bunch squares. Yeah, and it was just like boom, boom. Elajuan continuing Elijah, a bunch Elijah, of different Elijah. stories. Dude, it happened multiple times. He's so one of those dudes that just thinks that like everything he says is diamond encrusted. And he doesn't really know how to, like, listen to others or, like, take in real cues because he's so fixated on filling up the space with his words. I mean, and maybe some of it's out of panic that there's awkwardness. But, like, she's frozen because he will not stop rambling. So she's just, like, standing there with this, like, overwhelmed half smile. And, like, whatever she doesn't, I mean, she clearly feels like very overwhelmed. She's not, it doesn't feel like she's vibing with it. It's just for him. It's me, 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 me to fill the space. He's not asking her a single thing. And she does have one moment on the side where she says she hopes she can handle him. He's a lot. (laughs) Um, I just, his whole thing about, I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to, loyalty is so important to me, man. Oh, I've learned so much. It's like, just settle. Shut up. Just settle down. It's like. You don't have to like. He's having an adverse, because of his past, he's letting that. He's like overcompensating. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just me, 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 me. Then we have photo, wedding photos continues. He's just so hyped. He will not stop talking about how he can feel the vulnerability from her. You can just feel it. The vulnerability, the vulnerability. He's never been more vulnerable in his life. I'm like, stop, stop with the buzzwords, Elijah Wan. It's total overcompensation. That's yeah. exactly a great, that's a great point. That's but a- they total again, they set us up with like their, that beginning meeting where it looks like she's completely overwhelmed. And I, I mean, I think she is and he won't shut the frick up. But then by the end of photos, I think she's pro- like, she's had so many assholes in her past. That at the end of the day, even if it's a little saccharine and fake, the the way that he all of these words he's saying, he's saying them enough that eventually, I think, it does feel good to her. Yeah. And, like, I think that the wedding photo time, he's just, he's, I mean, that's when he's in his element, like, posing and, um, Getting you know, down getting on one knee. And, yeah, he's got oh, all the moves. I didn't like that move, by the he, way. He's got all the moves. Is yeah, what like the, he he knows how to play this. Yeah, game. he's got all the moves. So she's feeling, she suddenly feels like warm and fuzzy towards him. And I think it was really funny. Uh, she asks like, what his timeline is for kids, and she says three. He says three years, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, 
we're, it's, we're the same. And he's like, oh, what, what's yours? And she's like, two years. I'm like, Katina, <laughs> <laughs> this is basic arithmetic. <laughs> and I love, uh, to me, it just represented, oh, here's our first example of she wants him to be it so bad that she's like, oh, three years, me, two years, we're the same. You know, yeah. like, I, it's just. Um, I Then she's talking to his friends, though, and I did not like this huge red flag statement that she did not seem to be concerned by. You know, I believe he's the type of guy who's going to try and mold you to be the woman he wants. I was like, um, no, friend. No. No, that's not a good, normal thing or thing to say. Um, and the then friends he, are just like from the top rope. All of the friends are, like, that we've seen in these things are not helping anyone's cause very yeah, much. they're not. And then Elijah Wan's talking to her mom. Oh. He, then we get, the, we get Narcissist Part 2, where he is literally talking at her. Like it is, he, Elijah Wan is the definition of talking at someone. Yeah. Like if you ever need to know what that looks or feels like, it is, it is Elijah Wan waxing poetic at people. Like it, I think they did the whole Birdie Bunch thing again. Yeah. And poor Katina's mom is just sitting there looking like truly exhausted. Dead face. He's I literally mean- saying like all these random facts. I only have two friends. I don't move funny. I'm open for business. He says all these weird <laughs> statements that I'm like, dude, this is not how you talk to the mom. Ugh. And then, oh my God. And then he calls her Katrina. Not good. <laughs> to the mom's face. After all of this rambling about himself, mind you, not, not answering mom's questions, just speaking. He then proceeds to call her daughter Katrina. Just And it's no. the first time she can get a word in edgewise. And she's like, Katina. It's Katina. Um, Drop I the R. Died. That was, oh, that was uh, so much I felt for her mom. I have a question for you. What? Because this came up in other weddings too. Why can't we move past what are your intentions for my daughter? Yeah. I just it's just I, that, such a dumb question. It's just so like, what dumb. What do you think he's gonna say? Exactly. And it's like Do you really think you're gonna get some like answer? I mean, that, it's like, like what that, it just that seems like a question that like you. hasn't evolved yeah. and it's just stuck. It's been <laughs> stuck for decades. What yeah. are your intentions with my daughter? I'm a bad person. Oh, uh, really? I just wanna screw her and leave. Yeah, I'm mean, <laughs> it's just so I, Who's gonna say that? Can we get I a know, more creative so. question? Yeah. Who are you in relationships? Like yeah. something, but what are your intentions for my daughter? It's like the softballest, easiest, so stupidest stupid. question to answer. Yeah, and you get nothing out of it. No. But yeah, it's just like a point. thing where if you have a daughter, You're one you that. need to ask, you need to ask <laughs> what the intentions are. Yeah. I mean, it's like the type of thing, like in if it doesn't go well, does a parent ever go back to the person and go, you told me that your intentions were this? I just, I hate right. the question. Yeah, it's dumb. Anyway, I had to get that out. Great point. Thank um, you. Okay, then during 
guard our time. Oh my Elijah gosh. Elijah Wong decides to turn into Magic Mike in front of her entire family and pull off his shirt, go full stripper, crotch grabbing, like pointed crotch grabbing, multiple crotch grabs. This is the most. Try humping. Mom is like five feet away. No, this I was is like, this is the not, most. This is not. No, 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 no. There is nothing about this that is correct, Elijah Vaughn. Like, this is not the time. It's like the most uncouth thing you could do. Yeah, it was so bad. So like, bad. Save that for the honeymoon. Like, that is not, not. No. And like, if I was her, I would be dying. I mean, here's the thing. This at a regular wedding in which you have dated someone and you know families still not still okay. not okay now no. this is in the context of you this is from mom's perspective and from her family's perspective it's like wait i just met this man three hours ago and this is happening yeah you don't even need to ask the intentions question. Just pay attention to what's happening right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Not good. I know. Now her friends were impressed by the moves. Well, and she seems to be like, I saw his body and his tattoos and I love it. Like, of course. Her he, friend says he's going to put his face in it. Uh, that was too much. <laughs> no. That was one of the best lines that a friend of has ever the said. Friends were, <laughs> the friends were on one. I was dead. Okay. We go to the hotel rooms. I, a side note, these hotel rooms are tiny. Like, the budget. Please increase the budget. Like, really, you're not going to give the married people a freaking suite on their first night? Um, all I have to say about this so far is wash... Your boxers, Elijah Ron, before you go on national television. Better yet, buy a fresh new pack of briefs before you go on national television. Because when you jump onto the bed in your boxers, we don't care about your six pack if we are distracted by the stains, the multi stains on your boxers. I was baffled by this we were both he does a slow motion jump onto the bed and he's got brown spots (laughs) all over his boxer briefs and they're crusty they look like they've been washed four thousand times something happened though because actually he comes out later and he's in new underwear oh he is he is so i'm like how did I miss did that? Did someone say Please. something? Hopefully a because I'm person. like, you cannot. I mean, <laughs> I know it's like so trivial. And, and but I mean, these boxers looked like they were at the. It was like, like, oh, I don't have any clean boxers. I'm going to grab one for exactly. the dirty clothes, turn them inside out and put them on. There were Ew. brown marks on these like <laughs> dyed, like stonewashed blue boxers like they had been washed four thousand times wash like they'd been through the ringer like i like they had holes it was just it was was so okay well there probably would have been a hole somewhere yeah there's probably a hole in the undercarriage region just it was so gross (laughs) okay that's all i've got on katina and elijah one so far i think we've got a lot of sexual chemistry ahead 
but we also clearly have explosions in the sky on the other side of that. Yeah. So it's just a matter of how long until we get to that. How long till we get to the realness with these two? Um, but it is always fun to have a couple that had like in the cast that's like a fast kaboom. Yeah. You know, because it usually leads to a lot of drama and like it's just such a predictable path. And yeah. I think that it's a necessary component. AKA Zach and Michaela were all over each other the first oh, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have big exactly. time issues. Exactly. It always happens that way. Um, okay, let's go to Noy and Steve. Really, really, really like this Just couple. Such sweet people. Like other than the job, this couple is perfect. Yeah. Like I, I just yeah. think they're a great match. Like just seeing, I just love their personalities so much. Yeah, I feel like they really just sweet, totally vibed. Genuine, cool people. Mm -hmm. Um, obsessed with the fact that his last name is Moy and her name is Noy. Noy Moy. Noy Moy. It's, it's perfect. perfect. It's so perfect. <laughs> um, she's really emotional. And she's like a romantic. And I think it's really cute. Um, I just noticed she was very easily brought to tears and she like she seems like someone who kind of wears her heart on her sleeve and is like really 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 wants this um like she cried during her parents letter which is really sweet and i feel like we don't always see that and she looked him in the eye during her vow she wrote and said if there's life after this i'll go there with you too and was crying while she said it like she was speaking to a person she'd been with for years. Beautiful vows, beautiful yeah. ceremony. Um, I thought it was so cute when she, I, I'm forgetting the name of it, but she has her family tradition and oh, she the, put the, she did the Laotian ritual where they do the matching outfits. Yeah. And he's just game for it. He, he was just so supportive and was like, absolutely. Yeah. It seems like they have potentially like really strong chemistry. Yeah. They seem attracted um, to each other. Um, his brother is so cute. One of the married ones that, like, there's one in, I know there's a bunch. Oh, also, brother with poofy orange hair. That's it. That's all we're going to say. We just, we love him. We are fans. Anytime the camera wants to, like, do a quick zoom in on poofy orange hair, brother, we just are here There for was it. a wedding picture they took <laughs> yeah. where his head brother's head was immediately like placed directly be between noy yeah. and steve just above because he's like super tall i think too yeah, yeah and it's just I like you rewind. yeah um but the other brother the hotter brother who's married he one of them he, i can tell that he's like maybe the closest to steve and he's constantly got tears in his eyes and mm. he's like so happy for him they both have like really solid close family units yeah definitely i am here for her brother who is a drag queen he is a character um and the way that he, he's just way peppering he steve, steve with... and was like if you don't chase her someone else will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then keeps prying about what's happening tonight what do you think yeah, <laughs> I was like, bro, but their fun. relationship seems really cute. And it's it actually you end up finding out that noisy, her whole alter ego thing might actually have been heavily inspired by bro's drag career because like brother had all of these 
like fun wigs and outfits. And that sort of started her like stepping into just being a little more adventurous. Like when she goes dancing, borrowing a wig from brother. I was like, that is just like the cutest sibling thing. Okay. Unemployment talk. We knew we were going to get. Blind date wedding at the table. Not hot. Not good. She's like, so what do you do? And should be such an innocent question. Should be. He goes, well, I just got off a road trip, which, I mean, it's the truth. I don't know how he could have handled this any better. It could have been brought up at champagne time. There was just something to me about it when it happened. It was just such bad timing. Like, they're in, like, the throes of full reception, like, at their, you know, sweetheart's table in front of everyone. It was just so bad. It's hard, though, but because... yeah, you're not going to lead with it. You can't lead you. with... Yeah, you can't lead with it. But, but it's also such an innocent question to just be like, so what do you do? Between bites of bass <laughs> and salmon. Just, what do you do? Uh, excuse me? What? You, you don't she have a job? She definitely was not down with that. Yeah. Um, She was like... She handled the situation okay, but you can tell in her interview that she's a little concerned. So, but I like, they have a cute way of flirting. And even he kind of broke the fourth wall when they were in the hotel room. He was like, I think I overheard that you like cuddling. So he was like (laughs) hearing her in one of her private interviews in the bathroom or outside the room. Um, But yeah, they have like a really sweet, genuine feeling of like flirtation and like, just chemistry. Yeah. The chemistry is really good. He seems like he can, uh, other than the job, I mean, the job for me is the only red flag so far that I'm yeah. seeing. And I'm trying to figure out how much I weigh it and take it into consideration just, when I, my power rankings come out later. But he does seem like he can take care of her. He's sensitive to her need. Like, he just seems like a good guy. Yeah. I'm just a little bit worried for how this plays out once they move in together, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, we have had some like remember mild like, I mean, we had a season where the pandemic hit when they were at home. And remember, Miles yeah. like, didn't have a job all of a sudden and yeah. was like on the couch every day, depressed. I just am like, it doesn't he seems like he seems like someone and she said this too, and I don't really know if there's like a fully valid reason to say this, but he seems like someone who won't have a hard time finding a job pretty soon. But when you're in this accelerated thing, part of the two months of living together is supposed to be like you go to your job every day and try and like, you're supposed to be gauging what would normal life be. And so I hate this for them that he's either going to be depressed at home in the apartment while she's at work every day. And or just frantically looking for a job and her being weirded out and that may be affecting a track. You know, it's just there's a lot of possible potential for negative things to come from the situation. And he basically admits that like this wasn't his ideal way to do any of this. He didn't really expect to get picked. And it just happened to come at this time. And he what is he going to do? Look for a new job then? Like it's just hard to pull. It's hard to pull it off when someone's at home all day long. And, you know, you have to if that's the case, then you're you're expected to kind of 
have things in order around the apartment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're the one not working, a lot of times it's like, okay, well, you're preparing and you're preparing meals and you're cleaning and you're, you know, and like he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's just going to sit on the couch all day long. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's tricky in these early stages to, to make that work. Yeah. But overall, I have a lot of hope for them. Me too. I think that they're maybe like the most even keeled match and not in a like boring, no passion way. Like you can sense that that is possible as well here. Yeah. But yeah, they just, they seem like a really good fit. So I'm excited for them. Um, let's move on to Jasmina and Michael. This was an interesting pre-wedding thing for me because she has like, she's miss miss, like put together and everything. And she like fully freaks out overthinking everything almost throws up. Yeah. Um, And he is like, I mean, I love his support system. Yeah. Like the way, the way that his friends and family really it i mean it seemed like everyone there was family like yeah. i love his like best friend hype man oh his name's like yeah yeah or yay ye ye yeah i don't know it's yea but he is just like could not be more so excited for michael and just they're Lord, all wearing no one's talking out of their ass everyone's no saying, it just like, seems so meaningful things yeah i mean everyone like, seems tuned into their feelings with each other and like it's just like, oh my God, like this is a very like emotionally he gives a toast friend situation. For Michael, like they're all just hugging each other for mom, the, mom the pins, the the breast cancer pins, like yeah. it's all just it so very sweet. heartwarming. Yeah, it was so sweet. Michael is definitely like in shock when she gets to the altar. Like he he He's trying he to keep he's trying to keep smile. it cool. Yeah. He's trying to keep it cool because fought, he's into her so much. Yeah. Um, she's got jokes. She's fucking funny. And I love that about her. Like, she is like, she comes off. She's like this stunning, objectively stunning model looking type. Like, he called her Black Barbie. And it's like, that's pretty accurate. And she's very, like you said, like, she's got this air about, she definitely has, like, a lot of poise. And she does have an air about her where you could think maybe she'd be like very type a and like serious and girls got jokes she's like hilarious she's constantly like she's constantly making a moment more she does not take herself that seriously no no i mean like constantly making the moment better or more comfortable like you can tell that he's she is constantly putting him at ease because he is totally nervous and like clammed up a bit like everything is a little tense, you know? Because it's just like, oh my God, she's so beautiful and this is happening and this is real and oh my God. And she just keeps, ah, like I just, I I love these two together. Um, I loved her vows. She did her whole things I can't promise section that I Mm -hmm. thought was super cute. That was hilarious. Um, I literally got a lump in my throat with, their vows which always makes me feel like a sucker with this show but i really did um i loved their officiant by the way uh but yeah they're just such a good match it's kind of funny because she's kind of a nerd a little bit 
Mm-hmm. Like oh, with her Marvel, she loves her Marvel. Yes, she loves her K-pop. That makes me love her even more. Like the friend, the in the note from the friends and family, it talks about how much she loves oh, yeah, K-pop. She's like a fanatical fan. Yeah, and she's like, I love Marvel movies. And I was like, You've never seen Marvel? Like yeah. that was like a huge issue. It was a little. I thought the post um, champagne moment. It was a little awkward. Yeah, it was. It, it was like, what do we talk about? And then it just got into sleep schedules. Which. And TV viewing habits. Which, if I was her. Okay, a few things. She only gets four hours of sleep a day. I find this very problematic. She goes to bed at 2 a.m. and wakes up at 6 every day. So she's like a full-on night owl and She gets up that early? Yes. Wow. Some Uh, people can do that. Some people can just function on like four hours. I don't get it. But he doesn't. He is a grandpa, is a grandpa. So he is an early riser, but an early to better watches no TV. And you can tell she is horrified. I put honestly, this would be my biggest issue as well. (laughs) I would be freaking out if you didn't watch any TV like TV is one of our favorite pastimes as a couple. And I'm not even embarrassed to say that like I kind of am. Um, no. In 2022, I don't think, like, there's so much good freaking TV. That's true. There's good it's prestige TV. Yes. One of these shows being married at first sight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would be freaking out a little bit. Like, what are we going to do with each other every night? Literally. Uh, <laughs> I love how he's like. I put, Maybe that just shows how long I've been married at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in the early years, it's a little different. But even, like, they were taking pictures and. She's just constantly joking. She was like, he's trying to touch my booty. Did you see that? (laughs) She's really fun. Yeah. um, He is smitten beyond belief. He says she doesn't feel like a stranger to me anymore. And honestly, from our perspective, it feels like, oh, my God, these two are such a good match because she's cracking jokes left and right. She's not getting weird or recoiling at all with like the wedding photo touching like There's just something that feels very natural about them. So I do have to say when she's in her interview and says, I think there's a little spark. She's not sold yet. At least that's what she's saying to us. And but to be honest, that really surprised me. Yeah. Didn't you do a poll? Are we believing it? Yeah. And a lot of people didn't. But some people did. Here's the thing. I was like, is she full of it or what? Is she just really good at being social? And so, like, it makes you feel like she's more there than she maybe isn't. I think she's attracted to him. I think this is my thing with him right now. He's got swag. I just wish that he led with a little bit more confidence. I think he's trying he's to be. A little bit. He, he's trying to be like put together and and and. You can tell he overthinks. He definitely overthinks, and so he's very like buttoned up but i know that there's like swag confidence personality there i was just a little disappointed i wish he would have like driven the conversation a bit more throughout their time talking together it felt like from the champagne time to the dinner through the it's just i'm like just just step into your power a little bit here like he's too nervous lead lead with the conversation i don't that was like the only thing that kind of bummed me and so i think that is a little bit of what she's coming from with the spark because she's probably feeling like i mean i'm sort of driving everything yeah like yeah i tell good jokes (laughs) Um, but like when are you gonna give me you know meet me back 
we do have uh, a little bit of concerns, though. With the work get, schedule. When we get more in-depth about yeah. his work schedule. Definitely. He's gone. So he wakes up at 4 a.m. every day. And, le- like, he's gone within, like, an hour and a half. And he doesn't get home till 7.30 p.m. every single weekday. And then he and then he goes, she was like, every day? And he was like, every weekday. And then he's like, you know, I try to see, like, a little bit less clients on Saturday. I was like, wait, and you work on Saturday? Um, I just think that's a little worrisome. It just takes a lot of... Quite a contrast from MTS, who, like, literally has been practicing a new work schedule for his wife for over a month, which... To be fair, not a lot of people would do that, but MTS did. And so to, to watch this after, you're like, ooh, could be an issue. Especially just in these early days when you, it's basically the opposite problem of an unemployed person who will be home every day of the two months. It's like, he's going to be gone more than he's going to be there. Yeah, it's hard to pull off. It takes a lot of intentionality. You know, like shout out to your parents. Your dad works jobs sometimes where he has really grueling hours. Yeah. And you just got to make the most out of the times that you have together and be intentional. It can be done. It's Um, it's just not ideal for this accelerated. To start off, to start off like this. It's like, dude, you might need to like if you're not going to if you're pretty much essentially you're saying you're not there during the week well it's like when are you gonna go on a day day is sunday the only day you can like you gotta have your weekends available and you're gonna have to like put you're gonna have to alter your nighttime routine a little bit because you need to put in time to get to know your wife you're not going to bed at 9 p.m not gonna happen like it's just not right now right now it can't happen you're You're gonna 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 watch some tv or you're gonna do a marvel marathon every night like and we're gonna be talking yeah yeah. <laughs> okay. Final thing with them for me, the sister moment where his sisters give her a pin Ugh. and like the symbolism for them that like, now you are in our family. You are one of our sisters. So beautiful. I think that touched her the most of the whole wedding. <laughs> and like with her past, I think it's probably really beautiful for her to see how tight knit this, this family is, even though the parents are both gone now. Um, and to get to be welcomed into oh, a dynamic that like beautiful. that is really special. So beautiful. I love these sisters with everything inside of me. And I think it's really cute. You can tell it is a big deal for them to all make room for Michael to have a woman mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah. Like they're kind of used to being the only women in his life. Yeah. And they're not being bitchy about it, but they make some cute, funny comments of like, and now we have to share him with a new girl. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh, it's just cute. Like, you can tell they really, he's like their baby. They have a very cute, cuddling, go-to-bed moment in the hotel room because she talks about how much she likes cuddling. Oh, yeah, you're and right. They cuddle. That was sweet. It was cute. I was proud of her for saying that. Yeah. Um, come out and say it. I want to cuddle in those big biceps. <laughs> He does have I want to rest biceps. my head on those pecs of yours. <laughs> um, okay, last but not least, at all, to the point where they've had to sprinkle us. We've gotten sprinkles of Lindsay and Mark's wedding for three weeks in a row. 
if yeah. you think about it. No, it's it's been a lot. Yeah. I would have liked, I mean, I could have done with like a two hour episode of just their wedding yeah. going all the way through because <laughs> it gets hard to track. Like Lindsay goes from being wasted on the bus to sleeping on park benches. This wedding goes on for like hours. hours. I mean, I don't know if it was just because it feels it's that way because it was three it episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> it was actually a three week wedding. But yeah, I'm like, and like then she's like, and she's sleeping on the park bench and now she's got a second life know, and just seems faces. to be I'm like, this yeah, is one hell of change. a day. Her looks change according to her level of fucked upness. I loved how, <laughs> well, overall, I think Mark is a really, really, really good guy. Yeah. Like, I just, I loved the moments with Mark and Lindsay's brother and dad. Oh, so sweet. You know, he he wants to know how he can support her. He asks for their her their blessing or permission to marry. Um and I love early on dad goes when he like first meets meets them. Uh meets Mark. He goes, "You ever been gating gator hunting?" And he goes, "No." She goes, "She's like grabbing a crocodile by the tail." <laughs> Yeah, they're hilarious. Like they're they're a cute little dysfunctional family trio that yeah. they have. You we had some concern very... last week after the after party show because of some of the things that Lindsay said about Mark first impression. Um remember she said it was like kissing her grandpa or something like that but she does go out of her way in this episode to say how incredibly attracted she is to him so it felt like a tease it was like what i think that she really just meant like i don't know him yet so how could there be anything there yet um some funny little moments from last week and this week so like (laughs) she so she's concerned about the five cats you know still concerned about the cats. and then (laughs) she says good news is his are close to death yeah. <laughs> and then <clears throat> I love when he says, My wife is a wild child. <laughs> his eyes are bulging out of his head when he says it. His confessional... eyes are constantly bulging, y'all. And it's one of the things that makes him so entertaining. But also, like, why and how? How do they bulge? He's got so like, much? he's a mix of a shark and Michael Scott with the way that he looks. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, I get, I get a lot of Michael Scott vibes from him. <laughs> But a lot less, like, offensive and... Yeah, not offensive, but just, like... Only the good, funny parts. Yeah, like, I don't know. Oh, I died. Okay, first off, I think their their bonding over their shit mom situations was really sweet. And it was a moment where I felt like she came back down to earth and was a lot more grounded. Yeah. And he keeps saying this thing, which he keeps morphing the way he says it, and so it bothers me later. He keeps going... Um... You know, I'm seeing the energy side, which is so great, but like I'm looking for the love, the love side. And what I know he means is I need to see her softer side. Yeah. He needs to see her softer side to make sure. Are you all like, is this you 24 seven? Because this is a lot and this is overwhelming. And this I still don't feel like I'm connecting with you. I feel like you're kind of performing. You're very entertaining. You're very funny, but you're all over the freaking place. And like, where is the real person inside of there? But as it goes on, so I think that that is an intuitive thing for him to say. And I got what he meant. Um, and I think that we did, as the wedding go on, went on, get more moments like that. Like when they were talking about their mom 
um, like it, more with their little private moments. And he's like, he's looking for love, which is, he's looking for the love. I, I wrote, I think that's sweet. I get what she's saying. And then she like, to juxtapose that, then you cut to her and she's still drunk. And she's like, bitching about all of the losers, the past losers. It's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, and you're like, oh my God, please stop. Please stop, Lindsay. (laughs) But then there was a point where he changed his verbiage and he said, I'm still waiting for the lovable side. I'm wondering where the lovable side is. I was like, Mark, wrong word, wrong word. Like, you're going to get in a fight about this if you're still together and she's watching right now because that's not what you mean. Or maybe it is what you mean, but uh, it's not the right thing to say. <laughs> um, I have some concerns moving forward about some of the things I heard from um, Lindsay's dad and brother. And uh-huh. and they're, one of the things that they say is, you know, she's like a fiercely loyal and protective. And like they keep talking about wanting her. You need to be on her side. Right. Have her back. Have her back. Have her back. And that just concerns me because to me, that is something that is kind of in the eye of the beholder. And I worry about arguments or Mm -hmm. things that come up and she perceives it as him not having her back. Right. Because then essentially they say she shuts down. She admits like she regresses. And I'm like, okay, well, does that mean you can't be called out on things? Like right. that just has a big potential. Yeah, we saw you can see in the her preview. Being a person not taking feedback very well. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, that doesn't me challenging you on something or me putting my foot down does not mean that I don't have your back. Yeah. But I'm worried about how she is going to perceive that in some of their future endeavors. Look, I mean, it's going to be we difficult. Know anything from what we've seen, she is an emotionally volatile person. Yeah. And so we've gotten a lot of prep and now it's like, okay, how is it going to actually go down and what is it going to look like? Because quite frankly, I am nervous. Very nervous. But why? I mean, and like, again, nervous when I watch her, she's at the table at the reception talking to what she's acting like is all of her girlfriends. And then you see that one of the girls at the table is actually one of Mark's friends. And you can't believe how, like, she's just like, there's no, filter. there's no filter. And she's going, I am not having sex tonight. No, da. He better not have guppy lips. Oh, God, if he has guppy lips. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. And Please like, stop. his friend keeps trying to open her mouth and be like, and every time Lindsay just stomps, bulldozes right through it and like, is talking over her. I'm like, girl, like. I appreciate that you feel comfortable being yourself, but it's also okay to acknowledge that there's like first impressions matter and you're not not being yourself by like adjusting the way that you speak according to who you're speaking to. And this is like your new husband's friend who didn't know who you were yesterday and probably thinks this is crazy anyway. And this is how you're going to talk like so, I mean, there's a lot to be stressed about. And yet, why am I really still like, I kind of, I kind of have hope for this couple still. You said they weren't, you, you were a no last week. Have you changed your mind? I think so. I just think there's a lot of potential here. 
I, do. I agree. I agree. It's but it, it's like she is again, like she is a volatile mess, and she is gonna have to work on herself. Like this isn't gonna be easy. This no. is clearly gonna really challenge her, and it's really gonna be a matter of is she going to be movable and willing to change, and is Mark gonna have the patience to go on that ride with her? Yeah. But there is something kind of like it does feel at this point like Mark might be game in a really endearing way to take like, on this endeavor take on this challenge <laughs> that is Lindsay. Um, so yeah, how do we, I mean, those are all of my thoughts. I'm actually shocked that we have made it, uh, that we're not at two hours at this point. Yeah. We were feeling really daunted at the end of taking notes the second week. We were like, okay, maybe we got in way over our heads. This is going to be like a three hour episode. Um, but we did it. Here we are. Uh, I'm just looking at my after party notes really fast. Um, I do still think the after party gives you just a little bit of new perspective. Yeah. Um, the first week, and by first week, I mean second second episode after party was MTS, Jasmina, and Katina. There wasn't anything major in that one other than I felt like MTS and Jasmina kept stepping in for Katina's. Like, Katina didn't seem the most comfortable and that was the week they replayed the whole strip club thing for her with her there, mm. which I'm like, y'all, that is brutal. Um, but she really didn't say much about it yeah. because they asked MTS a question and he just jumped in and kind of saved her. So I just felt like, oh, Katina's having a hard time being on this live show pretending like without betraying her true feelings and they're helping her out. That was kind of my big takeaway from that week. Uh, this week's after party was Noi, Elijah Lon, and Chris. Elijah Wan, not shocking any of us. I'm not going to lie. Looks really matter to me, he says. Everyone's like, yeah, we know. We know. I did like how he had Chris's back, though. I was going to say, it's the first thing that's actually made me like Elijah Wan a little more besides his nickname, Tootie. I felt like he was clearly very, they did a lot of replays of Alyssa being a freaking bitch and then cutting to Chris. And what do you think of that? And how do you feel? And you just really felt for Chris because you're like, gosh, he's got to be so strong right now. Um, And Elijah one was very defensive of Chris and like making me like him because he just kept stepping after like Alyssa moments, he'd be like shaking his head and be like, that is so unfair. Chris is such an amazing guy. Like this is just ridiculous. Everyone's a beautiful person. After he (laughs) says, I care about looks so much. He's like, you know what? No, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's beautiful. I was like, okay. So I don't know. I did personally. And he looked, I mean, I'm just going to say it. He looked very handsome in his like, turtleneck suit thing i don't know there was something about the way that he carried himself in this after party that made me go wow maybe he really did become a changed man it could be all performance but there you know how we're always trying to conjecture because they're doing these after shows trying to pretend they're in real time with the episodes airing when we all know that they've actually already made their decisions by now and so they're having to cover that and speak and react to the episodes airing. And you can kind of tell sometimes, like when they're talking about their partner in a way where you're like, oh, they're so still not together. And I kind of got the vibe that Elijah Wan seems truly 
reformed, but maybe it was just the turtleneck. I like the positivity. He did carry himself in a completely different yeah. way. And so that's something to monitor, folks. So all the weddings are over. Next week's honeymoons. Now that the weddings are over, do you know what it's time for? Power rankings. So excited. First power rankings of the year. Yeah, hit us. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number five. I have Alyssa and Chris. It's gonna take a what? It's gonna take a lot of work to get out of that five yeah. spot, but as last season season showed us, these rankings can fluctuate. They fluctuate. Number four, Katina and Olajuwon. Hmm. Okay. Kind of not fair. I'm kind of going off of pasts and some preview, the, the, the two minute preview and the red flags, but that's where I gotta go. Okay. Number three, Shark and Lindsay. But we're not supposed to be basing these rankings off of the future, babe. We're supposed to be basing them off of what we just witnessed. Okay. He did a strip tease and called her Katrina. <laughs> okay, fair. Okay, thank you. Okay, wait, who's three? Shark and Lindsay. Okay. Two, I had a really hard time with trying to figure out who the number one spot mm -hmm. would be. I went back and forth like three times. Number two, I have Steve and Noi. Huh. And the only reason why is the job stuff and being concerned about how that's going to play out. Okay. And she not being too excited about that. Okay. And number one, I have Michael and Jasmina. Okay. I do have my concerns for them. It's kind of like Stephen Noy might have a little bit more chemistry right now, but how it ended with, you know, these two cuddling in bed, it seemed like he relaxed a little bit. They both seem into each other. They are for sure my favorite couple. See, I like Stephen Noy a lot too. Well, so it's like I, they're both my favorites, but like there's something about like I know this is totally surf like this is so shallow, but there's something about the sheer gorgeousness of Jasmina and Michael as a unit that just really makes me want them to win. <laughs> I, I I think maybe that's a human thing. So, um, so you're saying looks matter to you too, Elijah? <laughs> They're just such 2D. a beautiful couple and, and everything they come from and then who they are today. There's just, I love the, their story. Yeah, me Like too. I just, I want it to work so bad. So yeah. Okay. So week one, rankings. Michael and Jasmina have the top spot. Okay. We'll see what happens from here. Love it. Okay, team, um, moving forward, we will be back to our weekly eps. Um, we will always get them to you by the weekend. We are not going to make promises about what day that will be because life is life. But we appreciate your patience. And thank you so much for listening. Um, share it with your friends. Subscribe, like, leave us a review. It goes a long way. Um, and we will talk to you next week. Honeymoons. This is when the shit really starts to, to go down. Can't wait. I love it. Love it. Okay, everyone have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.